Big data and international information sharing are big deals, and their focus is here at RSA Conference Asia-Pacific 2013, a first-time event being hosted in Singapore. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group, and I'm here today with Art Coviello, Executive Chairman of security firm RSA, to talk about the conference and give some perspective about what RSA hopes to get from the event. Art, during your keynote this morning, you talked quite a bit about information sharing, and Based on what I got from some of the other keynotes, I suspect that will be a key topic here at the event. But would you agree, or are there other areas that we should be focusing on while we're in attendance? Well, certainly information sharing is critical. You know, in my keynote, I talked about the need for an intelligence-driven security model, and intelligence-driven models have to thrive on 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 just that, intelligence. So information sharing is, is the mother's milk of this kind of a model. And it has to happen on multiple levels. Uh, I called for governments to take the lead in being a clearinghouse for information sharing, but companies and industry associations uh, also have to play a, a key role in creating an ecosystem of intelligence sharing. In other words, vendors need to share intelligence with vendors within vertical industries. Industry groups have to share uh, information. And then we all have to share it with one another, and governments represent the, the best place to not only anonymize but act as the, the clearinghouse to disseminate that information. Now, you also talked about big data and big data being a big deal. Why is big data such a focus? Well, for, for two reasons. Uh, big data is one of the issues with the expansion of the attack surfaces. As we create more and more of these big data stores and develop applications to extract intelligence from these big data applications, they themselves will become targets of cyber criminals, uh, rogue nation states, and hacktivists. But the flip side is also true. We can use big data analytics to spot anomalous behavior in people and in the flow and use of, of data. So big data analytics becomes a security technique. Uh, and it's, it's actually quite exciting because, in, in my mind, it's the one way that we have a chance at catching up to and being in a position to keep pace with uh, our adversaries, even in the face of a lot of uncertainty that exists in the world today. That's a good point. And something else that came up that I thought was interesting was the fact that Singapore is actually doing quite a bit from a government perspective to enhance security here and has plans to open a cybersecurity lab. What role will RSA be playing, if any, in assisting with this effort? Well, like many vendors, uh, we'll be supplying technology to the lab and, and uh, hopefully we'll have the opportunity to provide advisory services. But I, I really want to take the time to laud the uh, Singaporean government not only for being such gracious hosts, but, but taking a strong leadership role in working with the uh, ASEAN uh, countries uh, to foster more cooperation. I was at an event yesterday with officials from those countries with the Singaporean government. Um, so I think that this is the kind of momentum-building uh, uh, event that augurs well for the future. So uh, again, uh, my hat's off to this government. Art, you probably answered the question that I wanted to ask next, and that is, why is Singapore so significant from a cyber crime and risk perspective? And perhaps it is just because the government takes an interest here. Well, yeah, the government interest is one. But, I mean, Singapore has a very advanced uh, economy, you know, really uh, attractive talent pool of people. Um, I mean, they, they just get it, and they're acting as if they do. So, you know, we, we're going to be investing uh, a fair bit in, in Singapore over the next couple of years uh, as we develop an anti-fraud command center capability for the Asia-Pac region. The thing that, that Singapore has and is attractive for that center is a fairly diverse culture, lots of language skills. So if you're going to service a diverse region, this is a very good place to do it from. 
So why now? Why is the timing right for an event like this and also to kind of spearhead some of these um, labs and centers that are expected to open within the near future? You know, I've actually been asking myself that question because we're surprised with the success uh, that we're seeing uh, in terms of the number of registrants. And I think it's, it's just that not just the level of awareness that, uh, that I referred to in my keynote, but the level of understanding of the problem is going up. Uh, if you have awareness, you may or may not act on it. If you have understanding, you have a tendency to act on it. So I, I think the level of understanding is going up through the region. You know, the attacks are, are escalating. The deployment and adoption of technology, increasing the attack surfaces, is also creating more issues. So the time is now. The need is now. The threat is intense, so I, I think it's a perfect storm of reasons uh, for us to come together here. And, and quite frankly, I, I think it's going to build very quickly over the next couple of years. Looking at Asia Pacific specifically, there are a lot of differing regulations, a lot of differing cultures. If we take that out internationally, it's even larger. What about some of the various regulations and, and differing environments just in this part of the world that pose challenges to cybersecurity and intelligence sharing? Ah, regulation, the bane of my existence. Uh, the problem is it's so difficult for, for governments to keep up with the ephemeral nature of, uh, of technology and the uses of it. So that makes it doubly difficult for them to, to regulate. So part of the advice I gave in my keynote this morning is that governments should be focused on outcomes, um, not prescriptive measures. But you make a good point. Having Diverse regulations makes it that much more difficult for a security vendor to provide a horizontal solution capability because we have to be in a position to comply with regulations. And, and sometimes uh, the technologies uh, can trigger things like privacy regulation issues around deployment. So it is a problem, and, and we do our best to work around it. One of the things that I thought about Art, before coming to this event is, is the fact that when we look at Asia-Pacific, a lot of the cybersecurity threats that we see and the attacks that we see are actually stemming from this part of the world, and that's a growing concern for Western markets. Is that expected to be a focus at this event as well, discussion around that? Yes and no. You know, <laughs> if you're in the States, you think all of the attacks are coming from Asia and Europe. If you're in Asia, you think all the attacks are coming from Europe and the U.S., and if you're in Europe, you think all the attacks are coming from Asia and the United States. Quite frankly, the attacks are coming from everywhere. And, you know, the, the United States does have a disproportionate share of the sources of attack, not because there's more Americans doing the hacking. It's because America is such a great hosting site. There's just so much resource available. Korea is another one. Korea has tremendous bandwidth, so if I'm going to set up a botnet, I might as well take advantage of all that bandwidth in Korea. So it, it doesn't matter where the attacks appear to be coming from. What's important is, uh, is where the source is. And we have to develop uh, solutions that, while it would be nice to be able to track the source, we have to develop solutions that will protect us from any attacker, no matter where they come from. Now, looking out to the future, you touched this morning on the evolution of attacks and the fact that destructive attacks are something that we should be concerned about. It's just the natural migration or evolution of things. Can you elaborate and say why this is such an urgent concern? Yeah, it, well, it's getting to be a, a more urgent concern, and, and I think if we start acting today, we, got, we have a chance. Uh, one of the issues we've had, and this gets back to the difference between awareness and understanding. We've had awareness of things like Cyber Pearl Harbor and Cyber 9-11. I mean, since 9-11-2001, they've been talking about things like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, have they happened yet? No. So what we've got is, is a situation 
where we've had 10 years of awareness and nothing's happened. And it's like that fable of the boy that cried wolf. If nothing's happened in 10 years, then I don't believe it's ever going to happen. But there's about to be a big change. When we migrate to IPv version 6 and have the Internet of Things, we're going to connect hundreds of billions of devices to the Internet. Today, there's only about a billion devices connected to the Internet. It is extremely hard, if not impossible, to launch a destructive attack from the Internet without some form of manual intervention. But in the next three to five years, when you have all of these control systems connected to the Internet, and as literally hundreds of millions of devices get, get deployed, you're going to have an attack surface that is just unbelievably large, and that will form the basis of potential for destructive attacks. Art, before we close, are there any final thoughts that you'd like to share about the need for more public-private partnerships or just some of the cybersecurity risks that will be a focal point at this event? I think we've got the right tenor of discussion around public-private partnership, uh, so there's probably nothing to, to add there. I, I think in terms of, of the show itself, you know, one of the other points I made in my, my keynote speech is vendors have to stop the steady drip of point products. The larger vendors have to develop complete suites. There's always been this argument of best of breed versus product suites. Well, our products have to be more and more like suites and they have to be best of breed. Either we do it ourselves or we do it in combination with other vendors. And the controls that get developed have to have this big data orientation or we we'll never get to a point where we, we get true defense in depth. We've got, we end up with these isolated individual point things that are, again, the bane of existence for uh, our practitioners and customers. Thank you very much. Thank you, Art. Again, we just heard from Art Coviello of RSA. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.